Hey, good morning. This is Sunday, August the 20th, and welcome to uh, the next episode of Frankenfoot Theater. And this is, this is your buddy Frankenfoot. Alrighty. This episode is going to be titled The Al Jolson Complex. Al, what exactly does that mean? So... I hope you know that I don't plan any of this stuff. It just comes to me, and and I work it. So, Al Jolson was uh, was a guy who put on blackface and uh, performed in front of uh, people. My supposition is that Black America has been. Uh, has been uh, living in blackface all this time. Now, that's a that's a that's a bit of a, a weird charge, isn't it? But let's let's come at it from from a number of angles. First of all, let's let's go over let's go over what has happened this last week. And uh, I'm not going to do it in any particular order, just as as it comes as it comes to me. Let's start with uh, Friday. Friday, we saw Steve Bannon return to Breitbart. Uh, whether he was fired from the Trump administration or whether he left on his own accord is of no consequence to me whatsoever. What is important to understand is that now... Uh, well, I don't think, I don't believe that, that the Democrats, the SJWs, Antifa, BLM, George Soros, and all the other scumbags mixed in, mixed into this whole thing, have understand that all they have done, just like uh, Scar- just like uh, Scaramucci mentioned, was to return all of his tools to him. He was shackled, being a uh, being tied to the White House. Now that he's no longer tied, he is, he is, he's absolutely clear as to where the target lies. All right, you know, you know, there's a saying that uh, when you receive flack, you know you're over the target. Well, the target has made itself apparent. All right, so understand, scumbags, that we are completely on to you, and now they're and now we know the lengths at which you'll go to to achieve your scumbaggery. So, are we going to hold back anymore? I think not. So, uh, I mean, there's, there's so much stuff I can there's so much stuff I can go over today. But uh, just understand that you 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 idiots really screwed up with what you've done. So let's let's uh. Okay, so let's let's get back to let's, let's sort of get back to the the core message of this podcast, which is that black the black experience in America has been suborned by scumbaggery. I can mention I can mention the the secret hip hop meeting, something that you should look up, uh, where where uh, rap music when it first began. Was was actually you know uh, an enjoyable art form. 
you know, sort of, you know, making music with words. Now, I'm not, I'm not a fan of rap, honestly. Right, but that's that's me. Uh, you know, I, I like guitars, and uh, so you know that's that's my musical experience. I have a problem with music nowadays that I think it's broadcasting on the wrong frequency. When I listen, when I listen to '70s and '80s classic rock, when I listen to heavy metal, and yeah, that's what I like. Right, uh, I have this, I have this, uh, this feeling that. Uh, that resonates within me. And uh, I believe that the music at that time broadcasted at the correct frequency. I believe that music nowadays does not. I believe it's uh, antagonistic to, to uh, the human biofrequency. Right? But, you know, I have any hard research on that. I have simply my personal experience. Alright, so we'll go, we'll go on with that. Uh, I promise to come back to... to uh, to the to the title of my, my podcast, but there's a lot of other stuff to talk about. One thing, uh, we just had the passing of Dick Gregory. All right, this is for this is for uh, my my partner, my partner in truth, Tisha. All right, yes, uh, and uh, and something something momentous will be happening soon. So just uh, you scumbags, just get ready because the onslaught is just beginning. Right, uh, Dick Gregory passed away not too uh, not too long ago. I believe it was just a matter of hours ago. Dick Gregory, along with uh, another fellow who passed, uh, I believe in 2012, Steve Coakley, exposed Jesse Marblemouth Jackson as one of the orchestrators of the murder of Martin Luther King Jr. And you may say, uh, "Whoa! Well, how the heck do you know that?" Well, there's a video I posted on my feed, so just go ahead and check my feed. In just a couple hours, actually, uh, I believe two hours ago, I began uh, my uh, assault troop bombs. See, this is this is my this is how I do my Sunday worship. I re- I reveal truth. Unlike what the churches, the majority of the churches are doing now, they're using they're using the uh, the Johnson Amendment. As an excuse to not tell truth. Well, Coach Dave Dobmeyer exposed your scumbaggery. And yes, it's, it's, it's terrible to actually have to use scumbaggery and a church in the same sentence. But you have to understand the truth. If I, okay, so, according, so think about this. So according to our churches, a 501c3 status does not allow them to talk about politics. Yet, we have groups, Right Ring Watch, we have the SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center, <laughs> and uh, I mean, we could go on and on. If you listen to the Coach Dave's shows from the last week, last week and a half, you'll see, and he lays it all out, that political speech is not, is not prohibited. I mean, if the if right wing watch can talk about can talk about politics, why can't the church? Understand? See, what we need is we we need more Charles Coughlin's. We need more Pastor James Manning's. We need more Coach Dave's. What we don't need 
are these cucked churches. Yeah, once again, it's another another thing. It's the two words that shouldn't be in the same sentence, much less right behind each other. Cucked in churches, but that is what we have. That is what we have. So, that was another, that's another facet of what has, uh, what has occurred. All right, so, so Al Jolson. Let's see. Uh, there's a show on ABC, I believe it's called Blackish. And I guess, I, I guess it attempts to portray, uh, black, black families as more than, as more than, uh, the minstrel shows that we have seen on TV or in movies. I mean, you know, listen, I, I've seen the movie Soul Plane and I actually laugh at it because, uh, you know, John Witherspoon's moments are, are priceless, but it's, it's, uh... It, it's it's a celluloid minstrelry, uh, right? And, uh, pretty much, pretty much every stupid stereotype uh, you'll see in you'll see in the movie. But you know, it's a movie. It's supposed to it's a, it's supposed to not show reality. All right. So first of all, people need to learn. Stop going to movies to try to learn about humanity because it's the exact opposite. Of, of what humanity uh, is supposed to entail. Uh, I mean, it just uh, it just kind of rankles me the whole thing. Okay, so I mentioned uh, Dick Gregory and Steve Coakley. Dick Gregory, Dick Gregory and Steve Coakley did a video about how Jesse Marblemouth Jackson was involved in the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. So, uh, so let's get let's get into him for a little bit. What the heck? I mean, let's have some fun. Okay, he's been he's been called a communist sex pervert, right? Right. But remember, he was called a communist sex pervert by cross-dresser and and crypto black guy G. Edgar Hoover. And I bet you didn't know that, that J. Edgar Hoover was a black guy who was able to masquerade as a not-black guy. Millie McGee was related to him, and she wrote a book about him. I actually had that book for a while before it got destroyed and water damaged. Hey, but guess what? PDFs read just as well as books until the power runs out. So I got, uh, I got that. Me and Millie, me, me and uh, the, the title. I gotta look. I gotta look up the title. But but Millie McGee, the G H E E, M C G H E E is how her last name is spelled. Look up, look it up, and I'll find I'll find a PDF online and I'll share it so that you can all see this. All right, J Edgar Hoover was a black guy who apparently was jealous of the notoriety that Martin Luther King got. So, uh, so you know, you have to, you have to, you know, think about, think about where, where exactly did the vitriol lie, right? So that's just, you know, that's that's uh, that's an interesting anecdote for you to uh, to look into. But now let's get into uh, the actual murder. Earl Caldwell, another an, another person who. Uh, who should exemplify actual journalism, 
was there that day. He's the only reporter who got to the truth of the matter. But of course, uh, we didn't get to read about it. We didn't get to read about that. But he was there when Jesse Jackson pointed at the uh, the bathroom across the way instead of pointing to the bushes where Lloyd Jowers had just shot Martin Luther King. That that rifle was then taken apart and handed uh, and and uh, and handed back to the perpetrators to, to pin on James Earl Ray. All right, James Earl Ray, complete patsy. All right, and uh, and it was it was. Uh, it's, it was it was cool that the the King family actually realized that before his death, and stopped uh, and, and stopped the nonsense. Uh, so, they did a great video. They also uh, there was a Reverend Billy Miles who actually uttered the line, uh, "Yeah, we had to, to move out of the way so they could take the shot." And then, you know, it's funny, when they say these things, you watch the video, you'll see it. They say these things, and you realize they just screwed the pooch. And yet, there's, uh, they, they try to cover it up. And it's just, you know, it's just sad to see, honestly. Uh, so, you know, I mentioned, I mentioned, uh, I mentioned the show. So what, this is what I'm saying. Uh, the Black Panther... The Black Panthers back in the day. I'm not talking about the idiots who, who call themselves Black Panthers now. And, uh, and, uh, and if you're, you know, you're part of this Antifa crap, yeah, you're an asshole. So you need to understand that. Uh, they, were, uh, they were helping out the black community. Let me, let, let me just, let, let's say this. You know, just like, just like when Yankel Rosenbaum's life, life was taken by Lemrick Nelson... Who knows what sort what what sort of uh, what sort of persons could have been brought forth from the black community had they been allowed to uh, realize their full potential, All right? So yeah, so this podcast this is a calling out this is a calling out of you of you uh, black sambos you stepping fetches all of you little all you little scumbags. Who uh, who wants to who want to uh, continue on with this minstrel show? I'm calling I'm calling all of you out, all right. And uh, I see that Terrence Williams never took up uh, never took up anything, so maybe so so maybe he understands. So until until he does something else, I'm gonna leave him alone for now because yeah you know like I said you did get featured on Handy and you did say something good at the time, but. Uh, I would I would uh, advise you to uh, to seize on the chicken videos from now on. And let's get back let's get back to the real deal. All right, the Black Panther community was actually helping helping out. They were doing breakfasts. They were uh, starting libraries. They were doing all sorts of cool things. And then we saw the Black Panther coloring book. The Black Panther coloring book was created by COINTELPRO. COINTELPRO, the same bastards who smeared Gene Seberg and put in, put in the press, the willing press, obviously, that she was miscegenating. Miscegenating. Uh, if you don't know the word, 
basically she is a Jewish woman, and uh, she was purportedly having a baby with a black guy. Well, she had a miscarriage. And to prove the scumbags wrong, she had an open casket showing that she had a, a, a stillborn white, well, not black baby, all right? See, I don't know. I don't know who she was married to, so at least uh, the baby was half white. All right, but regardless, COINTELPRO smeared the Black Panther Party. I had actually done uh, a PDF. I had done a PDF with the entire Black Panther coloring book with sound effects. And unfortunately, that uh, that was that was lost when I lost my uh, my account. I believe it was uh, one of the one of the file sharing services that's no longer with us, and I didn't want to bring up the name because it'll just make me sad to think about. But uh, but it was a smear. It was an absolute smear, and and it derailed the entire black community. That, along with the CIA introducing crack cocaine into black neighborhoods. Well, you see where your scumbaggery has gone now. Now there are kids of all kinds, all over the world, indulging in your stupid drugs. Right? And, it's, and let's, let's understand exactly how the whole thing works. Now, I've ad- advocated, and, and it's good I got to this point, because this is something I've written, but you know, I think when you write it, it doesn't really have the punch that it should. So I am for legalizing all drugs, and I'll tell you why. I don't want the world turning into a dope fest. That's not my intention at all. Absolutely not. But, I'm going to tell you, the drug war, we all lose in the drug war. The only, the only thing that benefits from the drug war are the people who sell them and the people who grow them. Understand that. The reason the drug war exists is so that we have a black, a black market profit margin. Now how, now, how does that make any sense? Well, drugs are, are relatively cheap to manufacture. They're absolutely cheap to manufacture. I mean, you could, uh, you could throw a bunch of uh, cannabis seeds just in the dirt and they'll grow. Then you won't need to tend them. They will grow all by themselves. And they mature quickly. All right, same thing for, for cocaine, I believe, uh, the coca plants. It'll just, just grow. It'll just grow. Now, you grow these things, you grow these things cheaply. You manufacture them cheaply. The thing is, they sell for an immense price. Now, the price, well, the price varies. It all depends on what kind of person you are. But that's, that's, another, that's a discussion for another time. What I'm talking about is the profit margin. The profit margin is the thing that keeps drug gangs in place. The profit margin is what keeps families of all kinds in disarray. The profit margin is what keeps law enforcement officers from actually doing their real job, which is to serve and protect. Because cops are chasing around drug dealers, they don't get to learn about the people in the community they're supposed to be serving and protecting. Alright, so if you take if you take the profit margin away, first of all, the, the drugs the drug gangs disappear. They have no 
they have no, no, they have nothing backing them up. Do you understand? Only reason they exist is because they have, they're, they're able to sell drugs to, in order to, uh, to fund their illicit activities. Right? It all goes away if you take away the drug profits. If you take away the drug profits, then, then blacks, Hispanics, and others who deal in drugs actually have to go out and earn money. They can't sit around at home slinging dope to their neighbors. They have to leave the house. Or learn how to, or learn how to work from home. But actual work. So you're cleaning up, you're cleaning up a neighborhood that way. Now this, uh, this, uh, you know, these these housing projects aren't suffused with drugs. Well, now those people have to have to earn a living, just like we all do. Just think about that. It's like I say, I don't want I don't want America turning to uh, to dope fest, dope fest USA. That's just stupid, all right. But there are a lot of people. Let's 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 go to uh, let's go to simple facts. There are a lot of people who, after one drink, cannot control themselves. And then there's there are people like myself who uh, I've ingested. Uh, I'll tell you seriously, I've ingested uh, uh, about uh, half a liter of overproof rum, and I didn't get drunk. Now that's not every day. All right, but that was that was one of those that was one of those days when my my, my constitution was was particularly strong. All right, but I can if you give me one drink, you might as well just give me a glass of water, okay? Because it's uh, it's inconsequential to me. All right, so I wouldn't want anyone telling me that I can only I can only ever have one drink a month because that would just be that would just be ridiculous. I can absolutely take more than one drink a month, and not only that. I do not become somebody else when I'm drunk. That's that's what happens to a lot of people. Their their inhibitions take over, and uh, uh, it, it wasn't me. I wasn't controlling myself. No, that's not my experience. So I I would be loath to have anyone tell me what I can do, All right? But I am an, I'm an American, so I would think that that should go hand in hand. But there are a lot of people who. Uh, Call themselves Americans and are the biggest cucks in the world, and will bend over at at the first instance. I don't bend, and I'm sure there are a lot of other people who, along with me, will not bend. So, so should I stay or should I go? I'm staying, man. This is my country, and I'm protecting it to my last breath. So, so back to, so back to uh, my topic. So, so black people have been, uh, they've been, uh, you know, there's, there, there are a lot of, there are a lot of things, uh, a lot of things that have been done to black people. I still don't consider it an excuse for all the stupidity that they're engaging in now. It's ridiculous. Well, you know, let's go back to Lyndon Johnson. I just, uh, I just retweeted uh, one of the. The quote memes, how uh, and I'm, and I'll quote it. Uh, you know, I should find it, but I'll just I'll paraphrase it. We'll have those niggers voting us, voting for us for two hundred years. Those niggers. That's right. He said that. So think about this. Think about think about the whole the whole idea of the voting the Voting Right Act 
being simply an act and not being a law. Just this, I want you to, I want you to couch this in terms of Debbie Washman Schultz and Imran Awan and why he never was given citizenship. I want you to understand, this was leverage, just like the Voting Rights, Rights Act. It's leverage. It can be taken away at any time. All right? So understand why it wasn't made a law, and understand why, also, Imran Awan was, was under, under the, uh, the glove, under the thumb, rather, of Debbie Wasserman Schultz. All right? It was all leverage, just like the Clintons and everything that they know about. They know about the bodies have been buried. It's all leverage. They will never give it up. You have to break them. So, speaking of breaking, Imran Awan under indictments. Now, he's under indictment right now just for the, the funds. But understand this. If this is a real inquiry, they will get to the bottom of all the scumbaggery the DNC is involved in. And I'm talking about blackmail of DC. Now I've said it I've said it a number of times. I've gotten on a number of radio shows just to say it out loud. And uh, you know, unfortunately never really got any discourse going on it, but I can understand because uh, some people don't want don't want to uh, suffer potential lawsuits. But I say, I say, you can't, you can't be, uh, you can't be sued for telling the truth. And the truth of this is, there are a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of senators who are sinking their laptop, their their Blackberries rather, or whatever devices they've been using, to her laptop, and it's her laptop, not Imran Awan's. It's her laptop. Understand that. So if they're sinking. They're thinking they're using this. They're using this device. That means they have personal information that they were also syncing to this laptop. So, understand when she did that video with the chief of DC police, pretty much threatening, threatening his livelihood if he wasn't if he wasn't wasn't willing to give up that laptop. You understand this? That was desperation on the cusp of madness. She understands that the jig was up if she didn't get that laptop back. She knew it. And now you all know it. Absolutely. She is done. If they do their job. Well, that we'll, we'll have to wait and see, but at least I got to see it. I actually saw it on, uh, on Fox before before uh, they turned it, before they, they turned their programming to uh, to leftist propaganda, and that's what we've heard from uh, Peter Choka when he appeared on the Joe Hagman John Robertson uh, Hagman Daily Show. So uh, I got to tell you, this is what I did Friday. Friday, I turned, if you can believe it, I turned to uh, was it MSNBC? Right, and I was planning to watch All In with Chris Hayes, and instead, well, Joy Reid was subbing in for him, subbing in for him that night. So I did a bunch of tweets on on that. And Joy Reid is uh, completely reprehensible, and and I and I mentioned the fact that she 
was being paid to lie to our faces as I sit home 16 months out of work with a negative bank account. Uh, so, so I'm going to mention I'm going to mention two things. I'm going to mention first my Twitter feed. Twitter feed is C underscore A underscore N underscore S underscore T. And that stands for children are not sex toys. So anytime you get anytime you see something untoward happening towards towards children, mention that. Say that out loud. And see if you don't freak the, you freak you don't freak these guys out. The second thing is I'm gonna mention my PayPal. PayPal.me slash GM No. And GM No, I say I am you know, in addition to uh, to fighting against uh, child rapists and other other scumbaggery, I also advocate that we do not accept GMOs. This is what they're trying to do. They're, the scumbags are trying to feed us Franken food while they ingest on real food. You look at look up Monsanto. Look up Monsanto and notice that they don't even eat their own products. They eat real food and they sell us this 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 crap. It's hot garbage, and you shouldn't. You should not accept it. All right, these uh, these other idiots want us uh, to uh, embrace embrace technology. Technology. Well, you eat the technology. I won't. It's not. It's not. It's not good for people. All right. Let's uh, let's go. Let's let's go to uh, the Arctic apple. The Arctic apple was uh, designed. So that when you cut it open, it doesn't oxidate. The, skin, the, 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 the fruit doesn't oxidate and turn brown. Well, it's a natural thing. Basically, if you cut an apple, you should eat it. It's not worrying about it turning brown. But think about this. They're stopping that process. That process is tied into other processes. So what, what happens when you stop an apple from turning brown? What, are you, what else are you triggering or not triggering? Inside, inside that organism. So think about that, and then think about your bodily processes. Think about how small a thing can affect your entire body. Oh, let's 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 uh, talk about an NSAID. NSAID will uh, block block your pain receptors, right? But you know what it also does? It also burns into your stomach. And if you take too many NSAIDs, you'll end up with an ulcer. All right, so that and these are little tiny, little tiny pills, all right, and we supposedly know everything that's in them. Said so we uh, don't, don't do anything about that. Uh, but GMOs, I say no to GMOs, GMOs. And if you want to read more about that, I have a blog. Uh, it's a gm-no.blogspot.com. You'll see all sorts of things there. It's also it's also a repository for a number of my Room Eight pieces. Back when I was working at Room Eight, before I, before I was exiled. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm just thinking about some some other things. But uh, this has been an interesting week. So yeah, so I turned I turned there and I got that. Then I watch uh, then I watch uh, Mad Out. And uh, just laughed at her, at, at her. So basically, this is this is what I'm getting at. These, 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 uh, 
maniacs, these communists. Uh, well, they're they're living in they're living in a mass delusion, and they seem to think they seem to think that with uh, Bannon being removed from the White House, that they've won some some fantastic victory. Victory. Well, they've obviously not not studied uh, Greek history. This is this is what they call a, a pirate victory. You won a skirmish, but it wasn't a skirmish worth fighting, and you're going to lose the war because of it. You have now put Bannon right back in the hot seat. He is now he's he's now back in control of Breitbart. See, Breitbart had kind of slipped up, slipped off a little bit. Now he's back, and now he's energized because. He knows he knows exactly what scumbags are coming after him and what they were doing. You know, when you're not killed and you survive, you're made stronger by that by that event. It's happened to me. It's now happened to Steve Bannon. It's happened to Anthony Scaramucci. And I dare say, it will happen for. Every one of us, every one of us who wants a real America back. And we're not going to give up. Absolutely not. There's nothing you can say to us to, uh, to, to make us bend to you. There's absolutely nothing that you can do to dissuade us from making America great again. So... I mean, uh, but so understand. So yeah. So I mentioned, yeah, I mentioned the Crown Heights thing, right? Uh, well, the, what I what I'm I'm simply the, simply trying to import here to impart rather is that uh, we have all these we have all these false divisions. We should all be banding together against the scumbags. They're the ones who are screwing us all. Do you understand? You see how you see how they keep putting out stupid movies about stupid things and expecting us all to go ooh and ah. All right, I've I've uh, I'm a comic book collector. I collect over fifteen thousand comics of varying types. All right, and and it sickens me to see them all bastardized on a screen badly, like Watchmen. I did a Watchmen rant long ago, so I'm not going to go through that again. You find find the podcast uh, that's actually my is actually part of my first podcast about uh, Watchmen and how it went all wrong. All right, you don't change the end of the story just so you can get a sequel, and that was the only reason they changed it. So they were faithful to the movie until it actually mattered, and then you turn the movie into crap. And because of that, then we got that before Watchmen hot garbage. All right, and then. And uh, okay, the biggest thing about one of the biggest things about before Watchmen that was wrong is that the comedian was was hinted at, at actually having killed John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Somehow, in before Watchmen, he just failed to protect them, which is stupid. Doesn't even make any sense. But uh, but I digress. I digress here. Uh, all right. What I'm saying is, okay, so, uh, I don't know if I made it clear, but I'm a black man living in Brooklyn. <laughs> All right? 
All right, so you know, so if that if that just blew if that just blew some of your heads off, well, I I, I guess I I can't be faulted for that. All right, but but understand this, I don't like watermelon. All right, and partly it's partly because of the damn Sambo thing. All right, I think watermelon is actually very good for you. I'll, but I I can't do it. All right, maybe maybe one of you can convince me to forego that whole thing, but. But that, uh, you know, it's there's it a bunch of happy, you know, happy minstrels, happy to accept the, accept the gives gives me that. You ever heard that word? Gives me that. Basically, oh, oh I take the handouts, boss. Yes, sir, boss. We sick, boss. All right. I I don't ascribe to that. All right. I went out. I went out for over thirty years and earned everything I've got. All right. Now, yes, I, yeah, I've gotten things. I mean, I've gone to food pantry, you know. Who hasn't? You know, I actually got some great uh, Chinese soup that uh, that helped me out. Very spicy. I had to lose the peas, though. My daughter loves peas, but uh, not I. Yeah, yeah, peas. Don't give me any peas. I won't eat them, okay? Yeah, you know, it becomes a calamity, and uh, there's nothing else but peas left. Well, I guess we'll have to see about that. But as of now, no, I'm gonna do them. Ah, so that's a uh, that's two things. That's two things you can bust my balls on. But uh, <clears throat> I'm not sure how much mileage you really get out of that. All right, so I okay, so I and so now you may say, yeah, I'm rambling a little bit. Yes, I am rambling a little bit. That's because I have uh, I have all this weird crap that I want I want to get you get to mention. One of the things is, one of the reasons I've had trouble finding a job is because there are a lot of these uh, job agencies, and basically they're they're geared to help either youth from 16 to 24 years of age, or felons, and no one else. Right, so. I'm not 16 to 24 years of age, and I'm not a felon. I've never been arrested. I have never been arrested. So that, I mean, I, I consider that a badge of honor. But, uh, but apparently it doesn't, doesn't help when you're looking for a job. All right, now I'm also, you know... If you've seen if you've seen the picture that I use as the cover of my podcast, you will also see that uh, that I have uh, I have an ulcer in my in my uh, my my toe. All right, I actually had two. All right, and and how I got the two, how I got the second is a story in and of itself. But I want to tell you right now that that second ulcer is gone. It's gone. Thanks, thanks to the uh, administrations of my podiatrist, and this guy is fantastic. I'd give his name, but I don't know if he wants to be associated with me. But I will ask him one of these days. And if you need a good podiatrist, this guy is the man. He saved my foot. I'd be walking around a stump right now, or rolling around one of those those uh, one of those easy rider wheelchairs, if it weren't for him. He absolutely would have taken my foot off at at the. Uh, the femur. Femur. I hope I got the 
tibia femur. Ugh. Ah, that's what I got. Anyway. But he saved it. He saved it. Uh, but, uh... I can't... Uh, you know, it's ridiculous. I, 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 went, I went to go get a phone job. Now, tell me I can't do a phone job. Think about that. All right, how many times have you called up and you got someone who should not be on the phone speaking to you on the phone and basically... And basically, you're struggling to get through a one-minute conversation because of, because of uh, dialects, uh, infection, uh, what, what, whatever it may be. These people shouldn't be on phones, and they got phone jobs. I should, I, if I can't do a phone job, then no one should be on to play phones. All right? Like, I'll give you an example. I went back to, I went back to uh, one of my jobs. I went and it's good. Now I'm going. Now I'm going to. Now I got something good to talk about. So get ready. I'm about to go off. I worked at a major, major healthcare and mental facility for almost five years. I was cheated out of what they what they called lifetime, lifetime health insurance because of scumbags. All right, I was in, I was in a pool of thirty six people. And I made the cut, and there were only eight of us left after this cut. So 36, they chopped three-fourths of us out immediately. I stayed, and I worked for almost five years at this place, and I was loved by the population. When the doctors saw me coming, they knew that they had, when they had called for help and they saw me coming, it was handled. It's what I did. I, told, I mentioned before about how I used to do the generator test on Saturday. They would cut the generators off at 8 o'clock, and at 8.01, I was in the emergency room, making sure that the computers were back on. That's how it worked. They actually made me work the last New Year's Eve because they didn't trust anyone else to do the rollover. There was this, uh, this computation rollover, sort of like the, the uh, Y2K thing, and they didn't trust anyone to be able to handle it besides me. So why was it two months later I was gone? Well, what happened was I had, uh, I had uh, co-workers and, and a supervisor who didn't mention that one of the people I was being friendly to was actually engineering my demise the entire time I was there. Never said a bloody word. Nothing. Well... I wouldn't tell you, the, the, only, the only just desserts I got out of that at the time was a month later, she was gone too. I was protecting all you idiots, all those idiots. Uh, and I, I, might, I guess I feel free to say that, considering what, what you know, as, as I'm not working and, they, and they're still working there. Uh, I was protecting them. I was, I was attempting to. Now, I'm going to bring up something interesting. So I told you I went back. I found out that the guy... One of the guys who was working along with the scumbag to screw me is now running the place. Let me tell you, let me tell you one of the things he wanted to do. He wanted for, okay, everyone on, everyone on the phones to not only fill out the trouble ticket, which, which obviously is not a problem. I mean, how else would you address the issue without doing that? But when we fill out the trouble tickets, we had to put the names of the people, the, the, the person calling. Now, the name is in the ticket. But you have to click the mouse one extra time to see that name. So, so instead of those people clicking the mouse and seeing the name, we're supposed to type the name into the body so they didn't have to bother. 
Right. So basically, they wouldn't even have to invest one iota of of of, of brain cell in in uh, in the resolution of this issue. And and now when I went back, I found out that now they've instituted uh, a phone system in which uh, two minutes two million two minutes fully elapse before you speak to a person. When I was there, the phone rang. I picked it up. I found out what the problem was. I could usually fix a problem right over the phone. And if I couldn't do that, then I would just come to you and I'd fix the problem. That's the way it's supposed to work. You should not have to have to uh, sit through a series of phone prompts to get somebody to help you. That's just laziness. I would, If I were working there, I'd turn that off while I was there. Now, if I had to go on a call, yeah, that would be helpful. Because I could, I, could I could dial in from wherever I was find out what's going on and address that issue instead of having to go all the way back and uh, and pick up things. And then, you know, travel back. Like, say, this, in, in, this facility encompassed an entire city avenue block. So, going back and forth is not as simple as you would say. Plus, there were ten floors in this facility. Yeah, that, you know, if you know what I'm talking about, understand understand just how bad things have gone. Now, also, they've... Also, I believe... Uh, it's the whole thing is kind of outsourced. I mean, it's not like it's not like anyone who actually actually uh, works there is, work, lives in the neighborhood. So I found out. So now you're saying, say, "Oh, well, this kind of, this kind of sounds like sour grapes, man. I mean, you just you, you just didn't fit." And no, no, that's that's absolutely not true. But let me tell you this, and then, and you, and your union people out there should think about this when. Has management ever allowed to become a shop steward? And you may say, "Well, what the what the heck does that mean?" What I'm telling you is, this idiot went to sign up to be a shop steward because I was there. I was there doing the job. I told you that they they hounded the last shop steward to death, and then they appeared at her funeral, like the callous scumbags that they are. So, I took, on, I took on her mission, and I was on the way to becoming a shop steward. When this idiot showed up, I should have stood up right then and there, and I should have yelled, he's management. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Because I'm, 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 uh, I'm of the mind that uh, made the better man win. Well, I've learned my lesson about that. I am the better man, and I'm going to win. And that means I will use all means at my disposal to beat you. So, so understand, his fun isn't over yet. Once I found that out, that just energized me. So, understand, scumbag, I'm coming for you. If you were smart, you'd get the hell out of Brooklyn now, because I'm going to get you hounded. Uh, well, so, I'm just enjoying a little bit of the doors right now. I, uh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying to see, uh, black people maligned and, and, uh, cajoled into believing nonsense. 
I was at, uh, in fact, you know what? How's this? I'm just going to play, I'm going to play a little bit of this, uh, of this thing I recorded. Okay. You know, and I'll explain right after. Let's see. Uh, you know what? Tuh. Maybe I thought I was recording. I don't think it's... Yeah. Well, that's okay. Okay, what I was attempting... What I was attempting to, uh, to get across was that there was this woman... Uh, who was supposed to be is who uh, supposed to be cleaning? Instead, she's drawing on about oh the KKK and the whites and Trump and all this and that and oh poor Hillary and poor Obama and all this BS. Why do you believe stupidity? Okay, so this the, the, I, I'll uh, let's let's go with this. This is my and I and I want all of you, all of you out there, to be able to use this. So please feel free, because this is foolproof, and there's nothing, there, there's no, there, there's no way to rebut this. If you are a black person, and like I said, this works for everybody, but I want you, to, but 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 think about this. If you are a black person, and you have no problem with what Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation did in Haiti in 2010 when they had the earthquake. And they got $13 billion, and I've seen the figure now, $13 billion donated from Americans, and they built six houses. They built six houses. And, um, uh, did I I hear that they built a parking lot? (laughs) A parking lot, probably for them. All right? Six houses. All right? And they bought a $3 million wedding dress for, for Chelsea. Or was it the three million dollar wedding? Whatever, right? Basically, what did Haiti get? What did Haiti get? Haiti got just a just a, a tad over four percent of that money. And I don't I, I don't even believe that they got to use it. All right. So understand this. So if you have no problem what with what Hillary Clinton did to Haitians as a black person, why do you think anybody else? of any other persuasion should care. Think about that. If you as a black person don't care about what Hillary did to Haiti, why the hell should anybody else give, give, a, give a flying F about anything that happens to black people? You think about that. How can you have, how can you, how can you, uh, how, how can you impugn anybody when your, your own moral compass is, is, is pointing straight to hell? This is foolproof. This is foolproof. This is a, this also this also works for the the BLM crap. You think about this. So they say, oh, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Yeah, Black Lives Matter. White Lives Matter. Asian Lives Matter. Hispanic Lives Matter. Chinese Lives Matter. Jewish Lives Matter. Eskimos Lives Matter. Indians Lives Matter. Okay. They all matter. If you try to, you you, you know, you, you the, the Bernie Sanders, what what a cuck, you know. I, basically, basically that's what he is. All right. First of all, just like they say, he never helped, never never actually worked in his life. And when it come when it came time to actually do the will of the people, he cucked. When it came to Hillary Clinton's emails, which he could have used to beat her, 
completely, and they would and people would have seen through the DNC's crap if he had done that. Instead, we're tired of seeing your e- we're tired of hearing about your emails. That's right. You remember that? Don't make me post it again, because I will. I'll post it. I'll post it seven days this week. If anyone gives me lip. <coughs> All right. Then, and then the uh, the six hundred grand he got for the, the house. All right, that came from nowhere. You know, I even told. I even told, and I'm going to mention right now. I worked for. I worked for a major healthcare union for almost three years. Until they they did some scumbaggery, and I'm about to about to hit on them too. That's right. Yes, you've been. Uh, it's been noted. All right, I'm making a call tomorrow, and we'll see what happens to that. But uh, all lives matter. So all this nonsense, all this nonsense of these people being cajoled. Ooh. Oh, don't say, don't say white lives matter. Don't say blue lives matter. Yeah, 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 you're just cucks. All right, what's wrong with you? Grow something. Grow something down there. I mean, jeez. Yeah. So this is what I'm saying. My, you know, uh, the title, like I said, the title, the Al Jolson complex. Stop being minstrels. Stop begging for gives me dats. All right, go out and earn what you want. All right. Uh, the waiting, waiting for handouts is is tomfoolery, and you're and you're and basically you're all on the level of children, which is why they treat you like children. You don't get it, do you? Own yourself. Stop being chattel. That's what that's what the title of this this podcast means. Stop being the bloody step infestions of these idiots. Who will discard you as soon as you are useless to them. Just stop it. I mean, come on. Ridiculous. I, yeah. Ugh. At any rate, listen. This is America. This is America. Alright, this is not, this is not com, commie whatever. Alright? We don't cuck, we don't bend over, and we don't, and, and we don't enjoy having to smack you idiots but we'll come we'll come to enjoy it so i guess we'll end we'll end uh we'll end with this okay we're going to make america great again and you idiots in the way of the trump train you're going to get run over cuz the trump train doesn't stop and it doesn't stop with Trump either. This is our America. And we're taking it back. Thank you. Have a good day.